feel like I'm in Tron. Yeah. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, that was definitely going to be one of the news items was going to be uh, Bo's new CD. Yeah, I released an album today, guys. Nice. You can share the link. Oh, yeah, yeah congrats, man. This is what I we're here. When I say CD, I, I doubt you actually made a CD. I mean, maybe. No, you did. I didn't make any physical copies, no. <laughs> uh, you should make one for yourself, like, you know, just for fun. Put it on like the wall. Make it, no. <laughs> like, just get a CDR. Oh, put it in a frame. CDR. Make it a gold, a gold CDR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> CDR, put it on a frame, put it behind yeah. you. That's actually a thing you can do. You can buy, like, you can actually um, order, like, 200 copies for, like, cheap <laughs> on cassette. Are you going to go see amazing. if you sell on that? Your local gas station? Oh my god, just pedaling <laughs> out. Yo, check out my new CD, dude. You like cyberpunk? This is your jam. <laughs> or Yo, vinyl. Son, Even better vinyl. Yo, check this out. Check out the seat. Yo, I got this tape. Yo, no, it'd be so, it would be funny, though, if you did have a vinyl, like, record too. Check out, I got these vinyl, man. <laughs> Vinyl's the thing these days, man. Like, everyone buys I vinyl. Know. I mean, just imagine the look on people's faces. I bet you. So the thing, the thing that's actually the the most interesting thing that I, I've learned about vinyl recently is that um, it actually requires special mastering. Uh, like you can't just send like your your typical waves that uh, you would export from like your um, uh, your mastering service or whatever, wherever you get it mastered. Wow. Like I, it has to be like specially mastered for vinyl. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. So there, it is different. Like it is like audibly different quality that you'll get with vinyl. Any idea on what the difference is? Yeah, no, no idea. <laughs> is YouTube like Google Video? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, Google it doesn't close down like all the other Google products after one year of failed attempts. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's like, Na name a Google product that you wish was still going. And if anybody says wave, I'm going to hit them. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking wave. That was a pretty cool product, you know. Very. I, I personally am for Google Groups. Google Groups? Yeah, that, that yeah. Is still going? I still use that. Is it still going? Oh, I thought it was discontinued. Yeah. No, it's like archived, though. It's like a permanent archive. I don't, I don't nope. No one no, here still uses Google Groups. Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe the, the social media, like the Facebook thing that they made. Google Plus? They have like oh, Google a, Plus. Yeah, Google Plus. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Google Plus. Oh, God. I, I want Google Ugh. Plus back. Yeah, that's what you want back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a masochist. I hate myself. 2020, bring back Google Plus. But there was a period of time where we, like, social media marketers had to use Google Plus because you're like, oh, well, it might catch on. So we got to start using it. Not. I had to use it. I had to use it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have you recovered from those days? No, I, I just, no. I mean, there's probably a vaccine at this point. <laughs> well, I'm not taking it. <laughs> He's going to need one when Hangouts goes away. Be okay. uh, speaking of fire, I. Oh, we're going to roll right into that one, huh? <laughs> that no, that's a good first start. That's a good first start. Well, if we're not going to talk about Fire, then we can talk about the Sans Holiday Hack Challenge that's available, and everyone should go and play it. It's an amazing gift to the... the I, I haven't community. played that. What's left to talk about? You just said everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the news, folks. <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> well, the only part I was going to say is that I'm in it, so go find me. Uh, you're, you're in it? Is it I'm like a, it. Uh, av a cameo? Avatar of you? Uh, I've been in the Holiday Hack Challenge since 2015. I, uh, I'm a hidden character. Weird flex. Weird flex. 
<laughs> you like in there doing comedy or something? I, I don't know. I haven't found myself for sure. So one year, one year there was a plant that said, hi, I'm Jason. And I was like, hi, I'm also Jason. And, uh, and then later they're like, no, Jason, that's you. You're the character. You're the plant. And I was like, I'm a plant? <laughs> that plant was spreading the seed. Uh, one year I was a hay bale. So, yeah. So I, I haven't actually competed in this. What is it and uh, how fun is it? So 2015, Josh Wright calls me up and he's like, hey, Jason, what if we had like a world where you, you're like a little avatar character and you have to like get things on a mission, but then those things help you to be able to hack like real hacking challenges. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Uh, and so that's what it is. You get a little character, you go into this whole like festive Christmas world. And then while you're in there, you get things from non-player characters that can give you assets to be able to do things. There's, there's a conference that takes place in it. So you can like walk into a con and you can watch videos by actual people inside our, our community. All right. It's really neat. It's amazing. Actually, I've done it pretty much every year. Um, I actually did a talk at it two years ago and, um, funny story. So I actually met Mike Felch because of holiday hack challenge. And it was kind of crazy because, uh, you know, we were both doing it and we were both tweeting about it and stuff. And and he's like, um, Hey, you want to jump on Skype and, uh, you know, try to work through one of these challenges. And, um, it turned like, he's like, wait, you, you live in Lakeland like, there's like where I live, like there's no other pen testers. Like there's no way. Like I, I never would have imagined there being another one around here. Um, but yeah, no, like so that's how I met Mike, which is kind of cool. So it's a good networking game too. Yeah, hmm. and like thirty. They're they're expecting like thirty thousand players this year. So and they Jeez. said they ramped up. They really ramped up the infrastructure because I, I used to help promote this and then. Like on day one, you're like, all right, I'm sending out 50,000 emails. You sure it's going to be okay? And, like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Jason, it's not okay. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, but I think, they, I think they worked all that out. So. I, I'm not the target audience for this because like Christmas time is when I spend the most time with my family. And like I have three kids and like I would love to participate in this. And I've signed up almost every year, but I never, not once have had time for it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of CTFs in general, honestly. Marcello, I'll, I'll, Marcello. I'll, build my, I'll build my own tool. <laughs> <laughs> I build my I own CTF. It's life. <laughs> so I hate CTFs where you're doing, where most of the challenges are, are logical leaps that only the CTF makers mm. had. And I get super frustrated when I run into those. And that has, that put me off of CTFs for years. Um, but I participate in them more recently um, because of the team aspect. Um, uh, sure. Participating in, in CTF teams is a lot more fun mm-hmm. than doing it by yourself and, and hitting your head up against the wall. Yeah. The Sans Skata CTF thingy was really good, actually. That's the only one that I actually enjoyed. But I that was also one of the only ones that I played with the team. So there's that, mm-hmm. too. Hmm. Is that the one where you get to make cookies? Mm, no, it's the one where you get to control missiles, like that shoot uh, nerf, dun- uh, okay. nerf guns. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's the one, the ICS one. where Missiles I could do, making cookies, I would absolutely fail that CTF. Yeah. No, so you have to, you got to keep the cookie machine up and running. So that's like the SCADA controls, the cookie machine. And if you can, then there's fresh cookies the whole time you're playing. But if you can't, <laughs> then the cookie machine goes down. It's fantastic. That mm. beat a sh- Oh, Do you I, get the cookies? I, yeah, no? the attendees get the cookies. While oh, you're playing. Okay. 
My my real question is: There loot boxes in the sand? <laughs> That's what we need. We need loot boxes during loot our webcast. Boxes, right? You, you're yeah. gonna get fined really badly in Europe. <laughs> it could be all for a charity. Let's just put it that way. Right. So fire eye happened. Yeah. Yes. Where do I? Where's that, that was, link? I can bring that up. I can find yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it in the chat. Did you see where someone just replaced like you know the word fire eye with just a blank? Like a, you could just put any company in there, and at some point, you know, be. Are we are we live right now? We are okay, live on YouTube. Live. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say something, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're like, no, nah, I'm good now. Yeah, I'm good. I'd like good. to leave, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to get off this ride. <laughs> uh, yeah. So FireEye got uh, got hacked um, by nation states. Um, or nation state, excuse me. They're saying it's the Russian. Uh, they didn't really. Uh, the article that I pulled up, which is the New York Times, they didn't really say um, what uh, you know information they had to confirm that it was Russia or not. Um, but supposedly, the um, you know, according to FireEye, the nation state hackers stole some of their internal tools, um, and according to FireEye. Most of this stuff is actually pretty public. It, it's just minor tweaks on some of that stuff. So um, no, no zero days or anything like that. Uh, one of the interesting things about their response is they actually released a uh, detections kit um, for all the tools that were pub- or that were supposedly um, taken during this uh, hack. And it has pretty much just detections for any company. I, I think they, you know, obviously for liability uh, in any way, shape or form, but from what I read, most, if not all, of this stuff is publicly known, just smaller um, deviations about it. What do you guys think? Was any of it called Silent Trinity? <laughs> it was all they, Silent Trinity, just modified ever so slightly. They did have a couple of uh, things in there that did some language embedding. They had like a, a sharp script that embedded the Lua runtime and uh, a C-sharp script, a C-sharp program that embedded the Python runtime. That was cool. Um, so, so Marcel, are you saying like some of the things that got released you found interesting that you would find useful? I mean, yeah. I mean, the, there were a couple of things that caught my eye. Like there was there was that just because I'm sort of biased with that kind of stuff because of mm-hmm. you know sound journey. But uh, there was a D shell thing. They wrote like a backdoor in D, and they had a what was that one? Oh yeah, they had some kind of like imaging thing where they were exploiting like Pixie Boot stuff with WMI, which I found was super. Interesting. I've never seen that before. Has this been uh, leaked online? No, no. This is just none like you tools. can just no, no, no. The tools. Oh, you're just lo- you're just looking at the uh, detections, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just inferring gotcha. what I can from the Yara signatures, basically. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so they had a there's a actually an article that did a really good job at detailing what each one of them did outside of the Yara details. I'll try and find it for us. One sec. Yeah, I saw that on Reddit too. I didn't. I did a couple of Google searches. Didn't see it, but I don't know. Wade Wells says it was just a publicity stunt. A publicity stunt? That's what he says on the live chat. I mean, okay, so let's think about that. I don't know. I'm assuming Wade's the guy. Would it have, though? I mean, this is a Jason question. That would be a hell of a marketing thing. Yeah, isn't there? I'm pretty sure I've seen a slide somewhere where, like, Target got hacked and, like, stock dipped, but then it, like, actually did this because of, like, getting more press, something like yeah. that. Like, there, there is an infographic out there like that. 
Yeah. I, so as a marketing person, like I'm trying to fathom the good day where I'm like, <laughs> Hey, uh, black Hills got hacked. Uh, like I, I just, I don't see that being a, a good day. Like publicity stunt. Sure. I, I guess I could see that, but I don't see it being a good day. A good marketer can spend anything to be positive, but yeah. I was but, thinking though, that like if, a cybersecurity company, right, especially one that does pen testing or any other things for other firms, if they were to get hacked, I would feel like the attackers would use that as a launch pad to get into those other organizations, right, with uh, remote testing devices and other stuff that's inside of that um, and pilfering, you know, utilizing that access to continue on as opposed to just maybe taking some tools or whatever. Um, possibly it's a smokescreen. Not sure. Um, but, you know, I, I just am trying to think, why you know motivation for you know this particular uh attack so. well, wasn't there that like italian company many years ago that was uh, offensive based and they had a gooey yeah, hacking group. Yep. yeah like yeah. once you they didn't know how to defend right because they're just they're hackers yeah i mean <laughs> there was a pretty big write-up on that and i, I think yeah. it was a zero day that he ended up exploiting to make the like the next piece of it right and then everything else was kind of I don't know. I would, I would call like basic post exploitation, but yeah. So I'm even hesitant to even have this discussion. Cause at some point I don't want to anger whoever goes like, all right, black Hills it's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so fire. I am sorry. Sorry it happened to you. Like I'm, I'm not encouraging anyone to do anything. Wrong. Yeah. The other I, thing too, is their organization's big. Like, yeah. You know, they, 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 I guess I'm just saying that they have a lot more um, attack surface. That's all. Yeah, I was telling Ralph about this yesterday. We do, I do these job hunt live streams, and they currently have like 228 positions available. So, if, and that's not due to the the breach. Like that was already there. So, if anyone's interested, FireEye's got 228 positions available. Um, but that is a big company to have that many positions just open and readily available for someone to to hire. So that's a big attack surface. Speaking of attack service, I'm I'm super curious on like it. It's very odd to me that an attacker such as Russians or whatever nation state is, that this is all they stole. Like, yeah, it's, I, I, I think if it was they're more in about this far, then yeah. I think it was more about sending a message. If you ask me, that's what I think. That's what. The Wade was saying, I'm going to call him The Wade. So enjoy that. Uh, because he said the tools were open source. So hacking the company is just. No. Look what we can do or something. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't a publicity stunt for FireEye. Oh, my that, bad. Yeah. Uh, it was a publicity yeah. stunt for the company that, or the nation state that hacked them. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. I saw somebody make a comment on Twitter, um, I don't remember who it was, about maybe they were actually just hacking them to get the Yara rules that they used to detect their custom tools. Mm. So they could better <laughs> evade them. <laughs> that was a lot of work for you know, their detection. I mean, so think about think about where, where these tools could be stored and, and how someone could access them, right? So if if a red teamer's laptop got stolen um these tools could definitely be on there right that could be a uh, a target or an opportunity there 
but they could also be in some kind of internal GitHub, right? So think attacker side. Where Where is the most likely opportunity that this happened? Probably on a laptop, right? Where these tools are stored. So if this was on a red teamer's laptop, think about all of the data or access that might result in. So I, all I'm saying is like, there's no way in my head, at least like a 10% chance that this is that the red team tools were, was all that was removed. I think someone was mentioning too, that like, I think the, the red, everyone was too focused on the red team tools, but I mean, the main target was like uh, the, uh, their customers, because they obviously have like a lot of customers and government yeah. stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I sort of agree with that as well. Like, I feel like it's a, it was a combination of just like sending a message slash, you know, their government targets. You know what a treasure trove that would be? Just all the reports and all the other stuff right. about like, security posture of all kinds of organizations. Like, sure, the organization could have patched all these things, but now they have like a total good, you know, inside scope, you know, that they can digest later of how all these organizations security postures are. Right. And I think that's what Jason was bringing up. At, onto the point of nobody wants this. Nobody thinks it's a good. Um, nobody should think this is a a chance at at positive marketing. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. This isn't good for any any security company when you're hacked. Um, this will be. There's remembered. a. There's this, a t- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say this feels like the new target. You know, for when the target got breached, every it, it felt like there was so many talks about what happened to target and here's what happened like this almost feels like this is i mean we're doing it right now like how many conference talks will be about the fire act breach and how many talks will be about this like this is gonna be talked about for quite some time it's a pivotal yeah i was just gonna say there was a um a book written by tom clancy called threat vector have any of you guys read that Mm -mm. Mm -mm. um and one of so in that in that book one of the the main uh themes is that the nation state actors are trying to hack a pen testing company mm-hmm. uh, and they actually like uh, inject themselves into the supply chain and, and um, like put root kits on a hard drive before it gets to the pen testing company. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it's just, I don't know, like maybe think of what, you know, kind of what you're saying is like, you know, hack the pen testing company, you get all the reports, you get access to customer networks, all this stuff. Right. It's kind of yeah. scary. I do hope this isn't a sign of things to come in the sense of like, I do remember kind of around the same time target happened. Um, it, it seemed like even uh, some more other retailers got hit too. I think Walmart or not Walmart, um, uh, home Depot followed, uh, target after they got breached as well. So it was just kind of like one after another, it seemed like in uh secession, but I don't yeah, know that year there were a lot of retail yeah. breaches. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, and my guess is is that maybe I don't think it was a bad year for retail. I think it was just they started discovering what was going on, or they saw targets bigger than us. We can we can release the information of a breach now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they came out unscathed. Now we can tell everyone about this, right? right. <laughs> like everyone, like he, like I don't know who said it, but everyone was talking about the the target breach forever, mm-hmm. and like. Home Depot slid in there, um, like, <laughs> and was like, "Wait, what? Home Depot was breached too?" Yeah. Uh, no, this happens to everybody. It's no big deal. This is yeah. normal business. Yep. Okay, just it's, what happens. So, what are you saying? Is there's going to be a lot of mid tier and small like security companies coming out? Like, oh yeah, uh, 
<laughs> Whew, man, yep. we got pop, but not as bad as fire. Don't, don't put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what yeah. Ralph just meant was, hypothetically speaking, yeah, not... <laughs> Is not speaking on behalf of any security company. <laughs> getting back to the tools, though. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I think Marcello was going to say something. Oh no, no, no. I was just going to say that the, um, the, the one of the reporters who initially broke the story, I think, also mentioned that some some of their sources uh, claimed that FireEye wasn't the only security company that got breached, and it was sort of like a wave of breaches like attacks to various security companies so that's definitely something uh, and they and the difference is that i guess those security companies that also got popped didn't disclose it uh, as opposed to FireEye. so there's that too mm. yeah I, so i do know they're publicly traded too so i think they have some like um requirements possibly yeah nice uh, that's true Oh, look at Ryan. He's getting all sophisticated, showing us the chat from YouTube. Well, I was going to pick pick up where Marcello left off with the pixie boot as well. And it looks like we have someone in chat I'm um, talking about as well. So um, Windows Deployment Services, WDS, um, it has credentials for the domain join as well as the local administrator at, at start. And like there is a there's a couple of Metasploit modules and cool talks back from like 2015, 14 area era. Um, about doing, uh, about exploiting the Pixie Boot, and the fact that they have this tool, and and some of the other ones, like say what you will about the breach, but some of these toolkits are things that I wish I could develop. Um, like I'm impressed by their tool set. That's all I want to say. Like this, this they, they yeah they got breached, but the fact that they had these sitting around. Um, and that they were usable on the red team assessments is is actually pretty cool. Like, yes, there's a lot of them that are open source, and um, but there are some that are absolutely not. Like Sharp Stomp, um, not now. It doesn't really fit into most pen tests uh, in general. You don't really have to worry about um, someone doing forensics and, and looking at um, the the um, what is it called the move add add change um, time and you don't have to worry about that, but like the fact that they have the tool ready um, to go um, to timestamp and and evade detection in that way is pretty impressive. It, it talks to what kind of engagements they have and and, are, and do. Hmm. Yeah, I I think the other thing too that I think people really should take away from this is that there are are definitely a lot of very technically savvy and competent people at FireEye. And what happened is part of a larger organization. So those people that would normally be in charge or on assessments to, you know, audit someone else's security, they, that does not uh, instill the fact that they are in charge or were setting up FireEye's own security. And with how large that organization is, there's lots of parts of that organization that could have been the uh, initial compromise piece that moved into the other ones. So, um, you know, to say that, you know, they weren't, or they don't have competent people there because of this attack is, is kind of a little narrow sighted, you know? Yes. I mean, the NSA lost its toolkit too. Yeah. Because of the yeah, insider, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah. And they have yeah. an unlimited budget. Okay. Right. You know, to say that it can't happen or that it won't happen to me is, you know, your famous last words. So. so my last question for this is one of the things they released the the signatures to be able to see their tools. Is that what they did? 
to detect any tools that they had that had been kind of like uh, okay. exposed. Yeah, is that a thing that most offensive research? researchers do do you create a tool and then say here's how to detect it or that should be how it's done that that is a that is a fight that everyone it seems to be um being silent on that no one wants to have right so (laughs) that's a great conversation but like probably not one that we want to have on the stream (laughs) there's definitely two sides to that coin right so we'll leave it at that I also knew what I was asking when I asked it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know, so I, yeah, the offensive <laughs> security tool um, is is quite the fight, and I think that um, many of the people on this right now uh, have different opinions on it. So it might be a it would it might be the only security panel that would actually be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what I thought was interesting is that is. They did have these signatures. They're like, hey, here's the stuff that got released. We have this. Like, was that an internal policy of if you create something? Oh, they did. These are like SHA-1 or SHA-226 hashes and stuff. Like, you can make these on the fly pretty quick. Uh, Okay. Okay. I I think they made that as a response. I don't know. We we don't know. They could have had these. But I feel like they probably made this as a response to, Mm -hmm. you know, um, help with other organizations that may feel like this hack put their organization at risk. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anything else? Marcello, you want to chime in on that last question? Uh, I think we lost nah. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, no comment here. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, we didn't do the. Oh no! Uh, do we have any more articles, Ryan, or is this for it's for today? Any favorites, Ralph? Ralph was going to get them. Um, on. Yeah, there were there were there were uh, a bunch of articles. Uh, they uh, there was nothing that uh, stood out too much to me. So a lot of it, it was more ran- There's more ransomware stuff, and I really wanted to particularly avoid ransomware at all cost. Um, well, well, one small update from the ransomware that we did recently. So if anyone's listened to the podcast of this and you downloaded the last episode and you're listening to this one, and my, and my daughter is the recipient of that ransomware attack. Like she, she's Baltimore. having trouble going to school. She's in the Baltimore public school system. Uh, as of today, they are still struggling like as of today they're still having issues as of today they're the teachers are doing the best they can to create a workaround like i heard one of our teachers today say look i know we would normally up upload things this way but uh we can't so we'll we'll try to figure out a way to make that work and that is a that just sucks like that sucks in the middle of a pandemic with everything going on that attackers would do this and so if you're an attacker listening to this stop quit being jerks and if you're a defender uh thank you for all that you do to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen because <laughs> there, there there was one small article and i don't know if any of the any of the other guys here have seen this one because i just heard about it yesterday um and it's the uh the new kerberos attack um that just got the bronze ticket yeah, I think I'm not sure what they're calling it or bronze you know we got to coin a cool name. No, the for bronze it. bit, sorry, the bronze bit. Yeah, it's like a bit flip attack, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So there's essentially a new Kerberos attack. I believe uh it was attached CVE 2020. Uh, I'm not going to read all the numbers out here. Uh, I'll post the link. 
Um, but uh, it is only partially mitigated, I think. Um, but the uh, the simple form of this attack is that once you um, d- during a Kerberos, you can actually uh, request a ticket um, for a elevated user. Uh, via a bit flip. I haven't got into the all logistics. In fact, uh, Steve was explaining it to me um, the other day um, and, and how that uh, attack would work. But um, definitely one of those scenarios where um, if you don't have detections for Kerberos, which I know more organizations are are starting to roll that out, it's definitely something you want to um, uh, be cognizant of. Yeah, so essentially what goes on is uh you have to have two accounts and two service accounts one that you have the password for and one that you really don't um and so you get a service account a um a ticket for service account a you open that up because you have the password for it you then get a service account uh or a service ticket a silver ticket for service account b and you do that using the ticket and changing the fordable bit on on the ticket from the original one and applying it to the second one for the request. And then you can be whoever you want to be on two without having to decrypt it as you would normally with a silver ticket attack. That feels like it needs a chart. Yeah, it has a chart. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, on the NetSpy blog post that they released it with, it has a chart. It's really good. Um, let me see if I can get that real quick. So it's a, it's a really cool attack, but it's kind of... Um, here, I'll post it in live chat. I, I think it's got some definitely uh, prerequisites, right? Yeah, it definitely has some prerequisites. Um, so if you have... It's still curb roasting uh, for the most part. Uh, you don't have to Kerberos to get it, but you um, you just need two tickets or two accounts with delegation allowed, um, either service or uh, otherwise, and that's via the SPN stuff anyways. Um, so uh, technically, um, you can Kerberos or, or just have the password for one of the accounts. Does that make sense? I know it's a little confusing, but it's it's a cool attack. Um, you just have to have uh, the two accounts, so it is there is a prerequisite there. I like yeah, but how it's called practical exploitation. Like, hey, this is just really practical. <laughs> yeah, but it, it can be really low level accounts, though, right? It just as long as they have the uh, permission. Um, uh, what is it to? What was it to request? Uh, there's a special permission you need, though, right? On those low level accounts. So, so principals allowed to delegate to account. Um, yeah or allowed to delegate to either one of those, but it, um, they don't have to, you don't have to have like a, a super high level, you know, you don't have to be domain admin or even admin. Um, the thing is that you then can get onto that box too, wherever that service works on and, and be whoever you want to be. Does Tim Medina know about this? I'm sure he does. If you scroll down, the 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 attack is uh, about uh, half the page down, a little further. There you go. Chart. That's that's what you need. Nice chart. Pretty. 
Yeah. So John always wanted me to be the person to help, you know, break this down into stuff that's a little more simpler. And I don't think that chart helps me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot of rectangles on it. Yeah. Sorry. There's no no circles. You need want circles. (laughs) You want. I I feel like rounded corners. Does it make the rectangles are red? So that's the important part. Um. Yeah. Should I have gone to college for this? (laughs) It's not that complicated. You just need if an attacker can get one account that has permission over another account, um, and they're both uh, service principles. Um, then you can perform most likely perform this attack unless it's patched. And um, even with the patch, um, they don't have a fix for it coming until sometime in July, I think, ne- of next year um, to mitigate it permanently. How how are they able to know that it's coming into July? Did like someone go and like write down on a whiteboard and, like I think we get to this in July, or did they just look at? So that's when Microsoft said that they could, they can get a permanent patch or a permanent fixed out for it. So they they released a patch, uh, a quick patch. I don't remember the CV number um, or the KB number, and Mm -hmm. it'd probably take me too long to find it. Um, But the the fix is out. You can patch it. However, Mm -hmm. um, you can still do this attack um, depending on what kind of system it is Mm -hmm. until the permanent fix goes in sometime next year. Okay. That's most likely a part of a development cycle and they can get yep. it in. Okay. There you go. Right there. One and two. Update all the Active Directory domain controllers, then perform the enforcement uh, of it so that it forces it down to all everything on 2021. Oh, Jan- February of 9th. So it's not that far away. Okay. You think this is bad, Jason? You should read the resource-based constraint delegation blog post. That's... Uh... <laughs> oh, the wagging the dog one? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this is definitely the post exploitation. So this is it's, it's for it's pretty far down the line here. Of uh, you know, you're 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 all the way in. This isn't you know RCE. So so we've made it through the recon phase. <laughs> yeah. I've scanned all the things. I found my vulnerability. I made my way in. Is this like I've passed pivoting and escalation? Like I've gotten all the way and then I'm just stealing all the jewels at this point? Is that what that's for? Just domain escalation. Okay. Yeah. I know those words. Any other articles? I do have one. I posted it in... Oh, go ahead. I'll throw one in at the very end. It's. uh, I thought it was amusing to me. Are we going to talk about Bose CD? Oh, that too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Before the very end. Is amusing too, Jason? Second to the very end. <laughs> well, it is now that you're frozen. Oh, I'm, I'm frozen. Oh, we lost. Yeah, I lost your camera. Oh. We can still hear you, though. Man. It's back on again, you know. There. Is that better? There you yeah, go. you're back. You okay. Yay. It's too high quality, so it was having a hard time throwing it through. Yeah. Is it amusing? No, it's not amusing. It is amazing. It's a musical? No. Oh, thanks. So if you're listening thanks, right man. now, definitely check out Bose. What's the name of the, the CD? Give me I a link. Know it, but I'll, this show is my way of I'll show the page or something. Yeah, so I um, so no bandwidth.io. Um, I, I decided to do a new, new kind of music project that I'm actually kind of calling like 
music to hack to. It's like kind of the the theme of it. Nice. <laughs> um, but basically, the the whole idea was like I you know I've been a guitarist for a long time and I've written a lot of music and I've, I've wanted to do like a instrumental guitar album. Um, I also listen to a lot of, uh, you know, synthwave music. Um, and so I was like, well, what if I kind of combine all these things and like have synthwave with like lead guitar over it? Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I came up with. And, um, yeah, so it's out today. It just came out. It, so when I listen to it and hopefully this, you, you gotta know me, like I think of the movie heavy metal mixed with like, <laughs> I, I'm just soaring through this world that, that you've created for my mind. And I'm like, like having oh, that's a, awesome! <laughs> the bestest time. That's, Wish that's I was at perfect. A, I would like to be at a planetarium. You know what I'm saying? Like, said 17 <laughs> years old at a planetarium, just really enjoying everything that's happening. Um, so, that's if any, I've never heard of Deezer. What the? <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Like, I see all the, the other things. Many, yeah. There's like so many of these, you know, music sites around the world. Um, that was able to distribute to um so it's out there <laughs> you know people have choices and i'm letting you know right now if anyone on the black hills team puts out a cd or does a musical or anything like that we will definitely talk about it at some point mm. on the- a musical <laughs> <laughs> the black hills musical next time at <laughs> wild wild hacking fest yeah no, I, listened oh, to the- I listened to it today it was pretty good it's pretty good man thanks appreciate right, I'll, it <laughs> i'll throw one more link in there then here's uh this one should be well, easy for you guys but i thought it was really funny because um here we go the this is about the person who is doing the covid charts for oh that's Florida. not funny at all yeah wow well, ryan Jeez. it's funny to me because <laughs> i used to work in government and it <laughs> says here that they, everybody was sharing the same password <laughs> so yeah, that's the yeah. amusing part to me yeah the fact that she got raided that um yeah that's another that's another story but here we go that you know government whatever's still doing still doing bag practices so we can share passwords yeah well first it wasn't just shared it was publicly shared like it's all over the internet yeah oh i don't do that okay i mean i hope not right there my, right there my the passwords shared all over Post the internet publicly and and yet that's the uh that was the Keep justification for the raiding the house but that was Jason, can you turn that around missed it hold on i'm gonna slow the video down it's, it's okay it's recorded it's recorded <laughs> you, you just enhance 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 yes zoom and enhance <laughs> <laughs> just use that new like blurring technology mm. that that reverses the oh yeah. ryan i need you to go in and edit some stuff out just <laughs> turn into a 40-hour project for you perfect didn't you try that and it didn't work yeah. too well yeah so um for those who hadn't heard the there's a um a github repo of someone taking a blurring a gaussian blur or another blurring um for screenshots and reversing it into something that's readable or at least legible. And, um, I tried it, um, actually this morning, uh, I, and singe another person, uh, on Twitter who runs, um, oh, what's it called? South African company, uh, sense post. Um, uh, they, he tried it a lot with a bunch of different options, and he said that none of them worked except for the 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 example from the GitHub repo. Mm. Um, 
So it's probably relies on uh, a specific technology doing the blurring um, uh, and the algorithm used for that technology. So if you're using, you know, other things, but actually Marcello brought up a great point that on all screenshots, instead of blurring, you should just um, put something over it. Solid um, color. So, right. A solid color or whatever. Use the porn feature. Yeah. It, it reminds me of not a hot dog from Silicon Valley. Not a hot, oh my god um i i don't think we have a link for it but did anyone see the chinese computer the new quantum computer that can break that can do a 2.5 billion year task in like 20 seconds that was that chinese or korean yeah, the chinese quantum computer can it play cyberpunk no <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have enough stats for cyberpunk <laughs> Uh, I'm not interested. It sounds can, but only in 720. Yeah, only in 720p. That's all I can play it in. All right. 30 hertz. Well, I I posted it in the tester chat, and I was like, is it time to start recommending 900 character passwords to people? Because quantum resistant. (laughs) Password is Othello from Shakespeare. (laughs) I copy and pasted from another text (laughs) document. Uh, any other so, news? Yeah. So the po- the link I posted, um, uh, Caprico, um, who's a security researcher specifically, he's been really focused on Docker botnets for the last uh, couple of years. Um, he released a, a tool as well as um, a giant GitHub repo of all of the Docker-based uh, um, Monero miners, code for them, the botnets that were doing it, um, it's just a giant resource of everything related to um, some of the ransomware that's going over Docker botnets, how to find them, how like everything he's been doing for last like uh, four or five years about it. It's really good. Um, it's not a really long blog post, but it does have links to the um, GitHub repos and stuff that he does. And um, so I thought it was awesome. Um, I think that some of the uh, the Docker or the Monero miner or Docker attacks are pretty insane um, because if you think about it, it's really hard for organizations um, to kind of lock this down um, because of how Docker works and stuff. And I think that it's interesting. Um, another bit um, is that uh, that uh, Kubernetes is actually dropping support for Docker. Um, yeah, and I think one of the th- one of the big reasons to this is uh, how much it's just being exploited because of the entire stack on top of the container D or whatever. They they wrote a big article about like you know kind of the why it was like the big you know and uh, the sum it up they said we don't really for the way Kubernetes is operating we don't really need Docker on top it's kind of another abstraction yeah. um, that it has to communicate with. Um, the containers that you're building for Docker are still going to work in Kubernetes. Um, they're just not going to have a direct doc- Docker interface, right? So it's not going to be running the Docker service. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's definitely- so I, I just thought it was cool research. Um, the the mm-hmm. repo for that he posted it like literally has like 30 or 40 um, different botnet organizations and the how to detect them and what their code is and all that stuff it's pretty awesome it just reminds me of this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> everyone loves botnets i guess mm-hmm. you know 
free actually everyone loves free things and that's what botnets are <laughs> yeah the narrow miners um he was talking about like one of these botnets um like got two million dollars and then just dropped off the face of the earth um never to be seen again so like get rich quick yeah i mean it sounds like it no i mean you know well, I'm still here working, so it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Was it good for you? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. No. It was bad. I, I I like not being in jail, and that's mm. one of the things that can put you there for, you know, U.S.-based citizens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, next week we have the sock class, so we'll see if uh, John actually wants to do the news next week. If not, you guys did a fantastic job without John. We'll tell him. Hey, John, we did the news without you. It's like, what? What do y'all talk about? And it's like, so we talked about FireEye, but all right, so here's what happened. Okay, so it's, you it's can, okay. You can send him the link. He can watch it. John doesn't have time to watch a link. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can send John a link and he'll click it? What? Oh, well, I've, got, I've, been, I've been working on a, a new one. I got a good one. It could be great. <laughs> Is that a game that we've been playing that I don't know about? Like, can you fish John Strand? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've already really fished you, so we've had to move on. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you hear about how I got I got fished internally from Black Hills? I did not, no. Oh, so they, they got me. They said it was uh, from a conference organizer said, hey, uh, one of your talks on YouTube was just great. Uh, we really liked it. We'd like to invite you to come here and speak. You know, just really appreciate all the stuff you do in the community, all the things that you do. Wow, buttered you up good. I, I know. And then the talk you up. They said one of your talks with a link to the talk, and so I was like, "Oh, which one was it?" And it was immediately <laughs> like, "Oh, we got you so hard, Jason." Oh. Where, where did the link go? Was it a Rick Roll? I hope. It, it, it took me to a landing page that essentially had like a big fish with a hook in its mouth. And it, was, oh. and it was like, sorry, Jason. Uh, we knew that this would work, though. And I was like, mm. oh. <laughs> that's dirty. That's, that's pretty dirty. That was, it was a good spearfish. It was real good. And then me. you started the story. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime anyone sends me anything nice, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you should um, look at my resume. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Uh, I got to send Back it to my system team first. <laughs> we got to open it in a sandbox. All right, everybody. That is it for the news. Unless anyone has any closing statements, we can play out a. We can play out another track here. Oh, another. Yeah. Track. Yeah. That, that, or, uh, yeah. Really, really want you to check out No Bandwidth from from Bo Bullock, Daft Hacks. It's No Bandwidth, right? Yep, saying right. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say one last thing? Sure. The, the blog post from TrustedSec about uh, practical um, solutions for companies is amazing. You should go check it out. Like, I wish more companies were doing that. The, the four items? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely go check it out. Which one was that? Sorry, I missed that. So Odvar Mo or Joe, I forget. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, he he put, posted to Trusted Sex blog uh, a set of four, you know, relatively simple solutions to some of the biggest attack vectors for red team. Oh, nice! Oh, that's awesome! Right, and they're like how to steps one by one. 
exactly what the effects of them are on organizations and uh, how to mitigate those risks. Like, it's amazing. I wish more pen test companies would do that. And I'm actually in in conversation with Jason right now to make one for Black Hills as well, because I think that we have a unique point of view on things. Um, we're like doing multiple customers and, and seeing which ones give us the most headache, right? Mm-hmm. And and how and why those headaches happen. <clears throat> and having that experience is not something that blue teamers get, right? Because they don't go from customer to customer. They stay at their company for ages or yeah. whatever. Right. And like providing that and saying, hey, hey, this technique worked uh, is a good way of doing that. I, I did something similar. Uh, I was just talking about it yesterday, actually, on the cloud roundup, um, where a few years ago I did a talk called uh, Pentest Apocalypse, and I listed out like the ten top things that we do, like on Pentest that win most of the time. And I've had a few different customers, you know, who, who have watched that talk um, and fixed the things before I actually did the Pentest, and <laughs> you know, it's awesome. It's great. You know, like they they actually, uh, you know. I mean, it makes you try harder, right? Like it makes you as a pen tester have to like learn new things and stuff too, you know? But that's yeah, I, what our goal I read is, through right? this one yesterday and uh, number four is one that every company should be going and doing like literally right now. It costs right. zero money and you can prevent Mimikatz almost entirely. It, there are ways. It's just it's devilish. harder. It's hard. It's hard, dude. Like I, I actually was able to do it. And at the end I was like, this is a pain in the butt, dude. I can't do this for every system. Right. Um, so definitely it's just one registry key. So crazy. No EDR required. Yeah. Uh, everyone right now is like, what is it? Ralph, what is it? <laughs> Ralph, tell me, tell it's, me. It's, nope. a, it's on the blog. What <laughs> there I'm you. getting it. I'm getting, there we go. There's, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go read. We like those so, people at Trust the Sec. Good folks. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do the. Do do. I lost my mic again. All right.